0: You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Boomer in the Morning brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. Unforgettable countryside golf, just a short drive from the city. Enjoy 18 holes of tranquil golf nestled in central alberta just nestled right in there. Oh yeah. 12 game packs available starting at 699 per person or you can check out stay and play packages starting at 189 per person based on double occupancy. Get out of the city and onto the green experience Sundry Golf Club. Book tee times now sundrygolf.com that's sundrygolf.com.
1: Write that down.
0: Sundry no. I think if I think you could just commit it to memory. Sundry Golf. Club. Sundry Golf. Have you ever, uh, have you ever, uh, golfed yeah. hole in one?
1: No, no, no.
0: Are you aware of the
1: claim I've, to fame of our next guest? Yeah, I've, I've heard this. Legendary. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now,
0: if I'm, if I'm not mistaken and I was wrong last time and i I got, people told me about it. Oh, do Don't, you take it in T If you're going to get Ken Weeb's hole in one stuff, you better get it right. Fat boy. Oh, they were making oh, fun of being yeah, fat again. Both barrels. Yeah, again. That's right. My goodness. Three holes in one for the career. Hole in ones? Two in one round. <laughs> Is that accurate, Ken Weeb? Do I have that?
2: <laughs> Boom. Good morning. Uh, great to be with you guys. Uh, two in one round. And the second came two days before the anniversary. Yes. Three in one calendar year. Un- but, but, but unbelievable. But who's counting? But yeah, who's but, counting? That, but,
0: uh, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things. Uh, now, how often have, have you ever been punched in the face by other golfers when they hear that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, n- not not necessarily by golfers, but uh, the story has come up a few times during this uh, this uh, playoff run, and I think several people may have quietly been saying congratulations but maybe wanting to deliver the right hook. But uh, so far, much like Cale McCarr being able to avoid the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning floor check, I've been a little bit elusive when it comes to the punches in the face. Yeah,
0: very slippery. Very slippery you are. No Bob and weave, about baby. It. Bob and weave. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this feels like the series tonight, doesn't it, Ken? In a way, uh, it was so so lopsided in Game Two. You you saw Tampa Bay after that first period of Game One. They responded. They get it get it get it to overtime, and anybody can win in overtime, as we know. But boy, Game Two, they just they never grabbed hold of anything. It was three nothing before you knew what was happening, and they just they were run out of the rink. This this has to be it, don't you think?
2: Oh, absolutely, Boom. I mean, I think uh, you, you know the Tampa Bay Lightning are a team that plays with an enormous amount of pride. Uh, nobody likes getting uh, blown out in that manner. Uh, I think, you know, John Cooper is the master motivator, a great orator. Uh, he's He's been interesting on the podium, but he basically, I think in John's own way, everything is quite calculated. I love dealing with him. But when the head coach of the two-time defending champion says we're going to have to play better or this series is going to be a short one, that's a pretty direct shot to the bow for your team. And it's also, a, it, it was also the truth, right? I mean, the facts are, if you don't show up today with your best effort, you're looking at a 3-0 hole against a team that plays at warp speed and basically has every one of their players contributing right now. So I'm expecting a big response from the Lightning, but here's the thing that response might not even be enough guys based on how the avalanche are playing right now they just seem to be clicking on all cylinders and it's going to take a herculean effort to get back in the series for the Tampa Bay Lightning
0: 7 and 0 on the road are the avalanche they i mean they're 14 and 2 i mean for the for the playoffs for for Darcy Kemper throws up a shutout barely breaks a sweat can, <laughs> can the avalanche keep that up i, I expect it's it's just got to be closer i think or are we watching one of those runs? Not It was the LA Kings in 2012. They went on a 10-game win streak, and it was the Oilers of 88 that, that basically, since the uh, the playoffs went to all best of sevens, round one used to be your best of five. But since they've gone, that was 1980-whatever-it-was, 88. Uh, no one's done this if the Avalanche can win a couple more. We're watching something kind of historic here, potentially, with this Avs team.
2: Yeah, no doubt, Boom. And here's the thing, I mean, It's easy to say, well, the Lightning need more shot volume because they have the superior goaltender. It's tough to get shot volume when you don't even have the puck for maybe one-third of the game. I mean, the puck possession battle has been incredible. The other night, guys, Tampa Bay could not even complete a three-foot pass on the power play. There was an icing and an offside, I think, on the same man advantage, which is so uncharacteristic of them. Uh, The other thing the Avalanche have been doing they're making life so difficult in terms of the puck. Like, on their ferocious forecheck, the puck management for the Lightning has been horrendous. They're causing turnovers all the time because they're so diligent on the forecheck and they're making life hard on guys like Victor Hedman and Ryan McDonough and Eric Chernak. All of these guys, they have no time whatsoever. The puck is barely on their sticks and, and they have, they just keep coming in waves. I mean, but they do so without being... You know, reckless or careless when it comes to the defensive zone play. I think we're talking about the goals, and as you should after a seven-nothing blowout. But I think it's the Avalanche' their ability to defend is what's really impressed me with how you know lopsided this series has been. Outside of that one minute where they gave up the bang-bang goals,
0: Kale McCarr is is such a special player. We spent round round two here marveling <laughs> at Connor McDavid, and I'm not comparing the two, but. We know what it's like to sit for a series and watch one of the best talents in the world. You, you've done it for two games. You're no stranger to Kale McCarr, but the ease at which he's doing it and the poise and the savvy for what this is still a young player. He, even in his interviews now, he looks like a steely veteran. What you, this, this feels like we're watching the Conn Smythe winner here if they do win it. Talk to me about your impressions so far on and off the ice.
2: Yeah, for sure, Boomer. I was fortunate enough to cover the last round, also where where Kale was absolutely on fire against the Edmonton Oilers. Like this guy's just playing at a at a different level. I mean, we've seen lots of dominant, uh, you know, National Hockey League defensemen, uh, but Kale's just his ability to be elusive, as I mentioned, kind of off the top, and his ability to get the puck going north, his ability to run the power play, his mobility, and the guy just he barely, I mean, outside of Ross Colton, the play in the neutral zone, he barely gets hit. He gives the reverse hit when you're coming at him. Uh, he's he's got he's a wizard, I think I called him the composer of this symphony, uh, that is the Colorado Avalanche. And man, he has been so impressive to watch. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. He right now, if I have a vote, it's McCar one, and I would even say right now, guys, Val Machushkin is probably second on the ballot but only slightly ahead of McKinnon. But McKinnon is playing at an incredible level, even though the production hasn't been as high as maybe we've come to expect from him. Guys, basically every time Nathan McKinnon touched the puck in the last two games, everyone almost rises out of their seat. There's an expectation that either he's going to score or he's going to set up something marvelous. But all three of those guys have been great. But right now, McCar is at the top of that list. And I think Devon Taves doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. But Makar is the guy driving the bus right now. There's no doubt about it.
1: Kedna, you just brought him up, but I wanted to ask about him as well. Val Nichushkin just had an outstanding season, 52 points in 62 games. He's been great in the playoffs. He's a UFA at year's end. What has been kind of the conversation around him uh, amongst kind of media groups as you watch this this outstanding performance in the finals?
2: Sure, Nachushkin's been great. And here's the thing. like The shocking part the shocking part about Val Nichushkin is – is that he went an entire season without scoring a goal or recording a single minor penalty. This is a six foot four, 210 pound guy that skates and is involved, kills penalties. His board play is so underrated. He almost never loses a battle because he's so big and strong. Uh, and he's got some offense, right? This is a guy who scored 25 goals during the year. In terms of what's going to happen in the off season, this is a guy who's going to be hot in high demand. I mean, He's going to be getting a raise from his $2.5 million. I can assure you of that. Is it five? Is it north of five? That's the big question. But here's the thing, guys. And colleague Elliot Friedman has talked about this too on the podcast with Jeff Merrick. The thing for Nachushkin is he knows what it's like to be in a great situation where you can either be playing alongside Nathan McKinnon or maybe you're on the second line. He also knows what it's like to be in a situation where things aren't going quite as smoothly. Right? So... I think there's going to be the impetus for Joe Sackick will be to get a deal with nachushkin done. He's probably going to at least have to double his salary, but this is a guy who we all are talking about him as some under the radar guy. Chushkin is a guy who is highly valued and he's been one of the best players in the avalanche all year long. It's just taken a few of us. I mean, especially outside the central division a little bit longer to open our eyes to how good this player is. He's been dynamite in the, in the series and, and he's going to be one of the off season targets for, For many teams, I would not be surprised if he's one of the nine guys who are UFAs on the Avalanche roster that actually stick around. For Tampa,
1: who do you kind of see as the guys that maybe at the top of the list, I'm thinking Nikita Kucherov, that have been good, but in the first two games of this series maybe haven't had it. And if Tampa wants to stay alive, they really got to pick up their socks.
2: Oh, simple. Yeah, Kucherov is one. He's had one highlight reel move where he took the entire building out of their seats walking around. Devon Taves and then slipping the old backdoor tap to Andre Pallott. Uh Steven Stamkos also on the list, guys. I mean, Steven looks like he's a guy who's a little bit banged up right now. He hasn't been as involved in the offense. Braden Point is a guy who I think is giving you everything he possibly has. I just think that Braden Point right now is a little bit banged up. And he just doesn't have the power in his stride after dealing with that lower body injury that he picked up in the series against the Maple Leafs. I could see him... I could see him playing better. Now he's got two games under his belt. But the other thing, guys, too, we we talk all the time about Anthony Sorelli. Sorelli's a great two-way player, a guy who's on the Selkie ballot. But to me, he hasn't been as involved. But he, here's the thing. When your matchup is Nathan McKinnon, it's going to be hard for you to be involved offensively, much like we talked about before. Uh, his job is to defend, and they don't have the puck at all. So they're chasing all the time. It's hard to have an impact offensively. Uh, those are three guys for me. And another one is Victor Hedman. Obviously, we talk about the impact Makar is having. Right now, Hedman is really, he looks banged up, and he hasn't been able to get his legs going, really. Uh, it's a long laundry list for those guys, but they need they need—they need better for basically everybody, but it's got to start with your top guns, and, and those are the guys that have got them here. And a lot of those core guys are the pieces that have got them to, to Stanley Cups. So I'm expecting to see the best uh, effort from the Tampa Bay Lightning this evening here because... It just doesn't. Feel, we talked so much about expectations for the series. It just doesn't feel like something that should be a sweep. But uh, the Colorado Avalanche have had something to say about that so far.
1: And uh, just on the injury front, Elliot Freeman reported that uh, Andre Burakovsky is going to join the team in Tampa Bay today. He reported that on Sunday. And then Nazem Qadri, uh flew with the Avs to Tampa as well. What's your gut say on the availability of those two?
2: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be surprised if Burakovsky is in. Um, much like the other two guys, Andrew, Andrew Cogliano, who came back in game two, and Nazem Kadri, it sounds like Burakovsky. Uh, he blocked that Victor Hedman pass with his hand. So, um, And he's also been dealing kind of with a lower body issue during the, during the playoffs here. He blocked a shot from Evan Bouchard on his foot in that last round. But he was flying in the last game. Burakovsky was one of the best players for the Avalanche the other night. I don't anticipate he will be available here for game three. Nasim Kadri, we watched him skating. he sort of picked up his pace, and uh, he's starting to handle the puck a little bit more, and maybe getting some shots away with that broken right thumb. I don't think it'll be game three. I would say there's an outside chance for game four, depending on how the next couple of days go here. You know that Nasim Kadri wants to be in the lineup. Uh, all those guys do, obviously, but Kadri was such an important player for the Avalanche all year long, especially in these playoffs before that play with the Vander Kane. So I, would ex- I still think we're going to see Kadri before the series is over. But again, this may go back to Tampa needing to win a game here uh, in order for it to avoid the sweep in order to see Kadri. One thing too, guys. I mean, in this in this business, we root for good stories, and a good story would be the Lightning or, or the Lightning winning one of these two, and the Avalanche having a chance to potentially have a closeout game on home ice. Uh, that building was absolutely rocking the last two days here, and it would just be amazing for the Cup to be in the building for this franchise that. Hasn't won one since
0: 2001. Ken Weeb, Sportsnet, is our guest. The, the one thing, too, I wanted to ask you about uh, about Nathan McKinnon. The, the one other thing that Tampa Bay kind of has going against them is coming off of a game two nights ago, it, it was your role in lines. Jared Bednar didn't have to lean on anybody for any amount of time. You go back to game one, and it was 22 minutes. For Nathan McKinnon 28.50 for Kale McCarr he was really able to kind of spread those minutes out so that if anything they're more well rested again coming into game three tonight but what about McKinnon it's been a lot of Nachushkin and Burakovsky it's one assist in game one one assist in game two but there's no question who the leader is of this team what about this series if it's not all on Nathan McKinnon's back
2: yeah, that's the thing. I mean, McKinnon is having an impact. I mean, shot attempts are super high. He's getting involved. He's setting up his teammates, and he's been dynamite, except he hasn't got that offensive eruption yet that you feel is happening basically, like I said, every time he's on the ice. So uh, I think we've seen a strong, you know, strong level of play from McKinnon. But if you're McKinnon, like, you feel like you're on the verge of a four pointer, you know? Like, it's one of these things where if he gets one, he might get a bunch in the same game. I think he is playing incredibly well. And he's been a diligent player in both ends. And Jared Bednar's talked about it throughout these playoffs. As, much, as, much, as driven as Nathan McKinnon is, he knows he doesn't have to carry the entire load. He has players that are helping in a complimentary fashion. And that's been on display. Having said that, I expect him to take, take the game into his hands, much like Connor McDavid did throughout the early part of the playoffs. Is that going to be tonight? Is it going to be tomorrow? Is it going to be game five? That I'm not sure. But I think that if you're Jared Bednar, you're thrilled with the level of play of Nathan McKinnon. But you also know he might be a shot or two away from having one of those nights that are one of those signature moments that last uh, in playoff lore. I mentioned the the Lemieux dangle on Sean Chambers in my column on the weekend. I mean, it feels like there's going to be one of those end-to-end moments because when he gets those legs chug- chugging and going north, uh, it's something to see. There's no doubt about it.
0: Were you surprised at all that John Cooper kept Vasilevsky in for all oh. seven the other night, just knowing that you need to make this a long series. You weren't going to win game two. I was kind of surprised that he didn't uh, take him out at that
2: point. Boom, I'm glad you asked. And uh, our, our brains were in the exact same place on that. I I, I mean, I, I defer to John Cooper, given his history and his ability to get his name etched on that silver mug. But I wish they had moved him. I, I thought it was important for them to to give him a breather to put in Brian Elliott for the third and I'm quite frankly, I know that Cooper said that he doesn't like to do it, but I thought he should have done it, and I was surprised that he didn't do it. There's no doubt. Yeah, because you,
0: we kind of talked about it already. Who do you look to for Tampa Bay? It, it's gut check time. You, you go in net, but I don't know how much of what we've seen. They've been outscored 11 to three, but I feel like. Not a lot of this has been on Vasilevsky. It's so many off the rush. I forget what the rush chances were after Game One. It was worse in Game Two. It's power play goals. It's East West pucks through the seam, one timers, rebounds. I don't. I'm not sure what goaltender
2: would have had the Lightning winning either of these games. No, bang on. And here's the thing: it was seven nothing, and it and it could have been ten nothing. The glove save he makes on on Nachushkin to prevent the one or to prevent the hat trick is outstanding. I mean. But the one thing I didn't like going back to what we were talking about, Boom, the way that Vasilevsky's body language slumped after the Makar shorthanded goal, it was one of those things where I kind of felt like it was, that was the moment to me that that where I really thought that Cooper should have pulled him earlier. Uh, Again, maybe I'm overreacting. I don't see Vasilevsky enough. But to me, that looked like a goalie who is not not necessarily disappointed to still be in there, but uh, kind of wondering, like, what can I do here? Uh, so for me again, I thought that I thought that Cooper could have taken him out, given him a t- chance to reset, knowing how great he's been in bouncing back in games over his career. What is it now? Seventeen and two in his last nineteen playoff games after a loss. Uh, but again, John Cooper knows the mentality and psyche of uh, Andre Vasilevsky a lot more than I do, so uh, I defer to him. But I expect Vasilevsky to be great. But I, I don't think he's been poor. I think he gave up two kind of uh, you know one muffin for sure in game one one that kind of squeezed through in game two. I don't blame him really for any, you know, some people have been saying, Oh, well he should have had the the snapper by Manson because uh, he lost the net. Well, mm. I mean, that's fair, but I don't, I don't consider that to be a full softie. I mean, there were, there was, there was one potential for a four on one and the other one was a two on one. So, and the shorty from a was also a shor- an odd man rush while shorthanded. So I think Vasilevsky doing the best that he can, but Again, do I expect him to steal a game in this series? Absolutely. That's what Andre Vasilevsky does, so I would expect it to happen here, whether it's tonight or tomorrow or or whenever, but, man, it sure looks like it's going to – I would be shocked if the Tampa Bay Lightning can win four of the next five, and that is with all due respect to the two-time defending champions. Right now, they're just not playing at the same level as the Colorado Avalanche, but – if you're someone who's watched the Avalanche, you're thinking, well, they were up 2 nothing on Vegas uh, last year. And you know, other people are saying, well, it was 2 nothing for the Canucks in 2011. And that series completely flipped on its head when the series shifted as well. So, uh, you know, for yeah. the sake of the series, we could use a bit of tension. Uh, you know, let's see how the Lightning respond. I think they're, they're going to have a solid game tonight. And we're about to find out if that's going to be enough or not.
0: It's pretty wild to look. You mentioned all the unrestricted free agents that the Avalanche have and at the top of that list all of a sudden for a long time it was uh, it was Kadri. Uh, now it's very much Valerie Nichushkin. But you think without Kadri they're doing what they're doing. Nichushkin is UFA. He's done a great for um, amazing work for his stock. Andre Burakovsky, all of a sudden Josh Manson on the back end. There's a lot of guys. If this continues to roll, are are going to be in great shape heading into
2: unrestricted free agency. Yeah, there's a lot of agents boom uh, with the old, uh, I would say they're, they're counting the stacks in their mind, right? They're rubbing their hands together and thinking, oh, yeah, you know, the cap's only going up a million, but my client can do this for you. If my client does this for you and is on the Stanley Cup, his value is only going to be enhanced. Yeah. So, no, I'm with you. The guys you mentioned have been great. And Manson has been fantastic, guys, right? We saw it last round a little bit. But for a team that has a bunch of mobile puck movers, Josh Manson is playing with the physical edge that they, quite frankly, were lacking. Yes, Eric Johnson can do it at times, but I mean, Eric Johnson's a veteran guy. He can't do that every single night. But what you see from Manson, he's involved offensively, he's moving the puck well, and he's also getting involved physically. Right from the first, basically the first two shifts of the Stanley Cup final, a couple of big hits, one along the boards, and then he had the hit on Victor Hedman. and kind of, to be honest, guy, I feel like Hedman has been kind of out of sorts. Of course, uh, you know, Hedman got hit by Lafreniere. Uh, in the game pre- prior, but when the stick of Manson kind of came through and caught Hedman in the face, he kind of looked at the ref, and he was pretty sour, and he's kind of been a little bit off-kilter since. So um, I thought Manson's been fantastic, and also, too, I, I think I mentioned last time we talked, guys, Boom! but Bo Byram has been just fan- fantastic in the series so far and in these playoffs. Since Sam Girard went out, I mean, that's the crazy part. We've talked about all the injuries. We haven't even talked about Sam Girard, who's basically their third-best defenseman, uh, he's not in the lineup, not available because of that broken sternum. Bowen Byram has just stepped right in and said, don't worry, I've got this. I can handle this on the back end. Very involved offensively. But again, doing so without putting himself in a bad dis- bad position defensively. He's been very active. And I think his ability to defend has been pretty impressive as well for a guy. I mean, for me, I haven't watched Bowen Byram a whole lot uh, outside of the, maybe the World Junior stage. But, yeah. man, he's impressed me as well. But, you know, Manson just go down the list. I mean, they've had great, you know, they lose guys. And then Darren Helm, you know, pride of St. Andrew's boom. I mean, uh, you know, 10, 11 hits in game one, 12 hits in game two, uh, super involved in all facets, doing a great job on the penalty kill uh, for a guy who won with the Detroit Red Wings, but hasn't, in his own words, hasn't had a sniff since. Uh, It's been pretty impressive to watch.
0: Yeah, for Byram, and obviously it's part and parcel with being up five, six, seven, nothing in a game, but Bednar, all of a sudden, twenty-two eighteen ice time for Bo Byram. That leads the way for all Avalanche skaters. 2.57 on the power play, minute 12 shorthanded. Not just for this series and this week, but what this does for the career of Bo and Byram to come in as a kid and get these kind of quality minutes in a cup final, you cannot replicate what kind of confidence that would generate in, in a young guy's 21.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. You know, you hear Eric Johnson talk about, you know, waiting his whole career, and you hear Jack Johnson talking about, you know, 16 years in the league and here's this guy who fewer than fewer than a full 82 game season uh, on his resume and just steps right in and, you know, no bigs. Uh, here I am on the biggest stage playing great. Uh, it's been really neat to see it. And that's that combination. You have the, you have the hunger of the young player, you have the hunger of the veteran player, and then you have this just relentless desire. I feel like Nathan McKinnon is in the Sydney Crosby zone. I mean, he's just so locked in right now. Uh, and it's been impressive to watch. But boy, boy, like you said, for Byram, what a treat. And uh, given everything that he's gone through with the concussions and everything else, I mean, this is a guy who really cherishes the opportunity, and, and he's make, taking full advantage with the way that he's played at both ends of the ice.
0: So is Barry Trotz waiting for you to wrap things up and
2: get back to Winnipeg <laughs>
0: before he announces it? Or, you help? You know, what's the story? What do you hear in Winnipeg?
2: Well, you know, our province has, uh, has offered him a lifetime of uh, a lifetime of everything. If he does decide to sign the dotted line, boom. Yeah. Uh, not going to take full credit. Uh, I, I know he's been spending some time with his dad around the Dauphin area. Uh, I think there is a very important meeting that will be happening. I think there's still some competition for Barry's services and, uh, you know, under the radar team, probably being the Detroit Red Wings, maybe being one of those teams that would be hopeful to try to get to the table with Barry. Uh, but to me, I think that Barry is still, there's still a deep, better than average chance that he could end up behind the Jets bench. I just think he's sort of getting to that point where it's been a long two year like similar to, similar to Paul Maurice. Like it was, it was a long two years in the COVID times in the pandemic. I think Barry just wants to be hundred percent sure that he wants to coach. I know that he's talked about his desire to maybe want to be involved in management at some point. Uh, but to me, I think Barry is a guy who loves coaching. He loves helping players. And I think that eventually he's going to say yes to coaching. Yeah. We know there's that opportunity maybe in Nashville to get involved, but to me, Barry tried to spend his whole life coaching. He loves coaching. Uh, and I think he's looking at the Jets situation as one that, that could be uh, you know, enjoyable for him and for his family. I think he just wants to be entirely sure that he has the you know, family support and, and that it's the right fit for him. So I think we're getting closer to a decision in the next week or two. I don't think there will be a press conference imminent, though I do think we're getting, uh, getting close to the point of decision time. And, and that's an exciting time for folks in Manitoba because Barry Trotz, if he does say yes, uh, would be the kind of guy that can make a massive impact right out of the gate and maybe try to get that turned around after a deflating season in the Keystone province.
0: There's not many, and I know we got to let you go here, I don't want you to be skates in that, but there's not many teams that would be able to say, yeah, we've got room in the front office. It would be a non-starter for some teams. Yeah. What's your read there to have Barry Trotz around as a coach and then beyond? Is, that, is there a spot there, or you can create a spot for him in the Jets' front office?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Boom. And that's why I say I think it's probably – a. Fit for him in a lot of ways. Uh, you know I don't think you hand over the keys to the GM car uh, right out of the gate, but I mean could there be a scenario at some point where you know maybe Kevin Chevalier moves into more of a president of hockey operations situation? I mean, I, I don't know if that's you know I'm not saying that would be in, in two or three years, but it's something that during the building process, I could see that being an, a possibility here. Or them working, at, you know, working side by side, and you can call it whatever you like, I guess. So I do think that that's also part of it. Uh, I, I, you know, what we know about Barry is that he has the, he has that the support, uh, support network already built in in Nashville where he has a home. But I think the Jets uh, would go out of their way to ensure, you know, that his son has a great situation also. So uh, I do think we're getting closer there. And as you mentioned, that the opportunity to possibly be involved on the uh, management side at some point. It makes sense. And here's the other part. Uh, We know how loyal True True North can be as an organization. And if you're Barry, you're basically, you're not saying it's a lifetime contract, but you know that there is stability there, A, in terms of how you're viewed as a person, as you're viewed as a head coach, and as a hockey mind. So I think all all three of those factors would be, uh, you know, important on that front as well. Kenny, appreciate
0: you, man. Go watch the skates. Keep us up to date, and we'll talk again.
2: Okay, boom. Thanks for having
0: me. Thank Have a great sir. day and yep. always great to be with you. Wow. Thank you, sir. There he is. Ken Wiebe, Sportsnet, in, uh, in Tampa. Skate, uh, morning skate's happening uh, as we speak. Lightning go first, then the avalanche. So we will see. There's, uh, there's a few people that are in the rink uh, suggesting that there is no Braden Point at morning skate yet. So maybe he's running behind or, mm. uh, or maybe. Uh, you don't Taking a ha- skate off? Maybe, or maybe if you're John Cooper, you don't have the luxury of having an injured guy, I, I don't know, so we'll see, but it's it's all hands on deck. whether or not Vasilevsky comes out of that game, too, I don't know that it guarantees much of a better performance from him, and I don't know if it's bid him been him. They've just been they've been the second best team on the ice for the majority of this series so far. What have we learned in the 2022 playoffs? as soon as you think you know. You have a read on what's happening, things can swerve. In round one, Toronto was in good shape three times, and Tampa looked tired, and then they came back and won the series. And then down 2-0 to the Rangers. It looked like they were tired, and hey, no shame in winning back-to-back cups, and then they came back and won that series. So be silly to count them out, but this is the most formidable foe that they've faced by a, I mean, by a wide margin. And I don't know what you do against the Avalanche, even if Burakovsky can't go, and obviously Kadri Caudry hasn't even practiced with the team, and maybe that changes in the playoffs. You don't have that same kind of protocol, but general rule of thumb is until you practice in full with contact and that in a team practice, you don't get back into the lineup. But they show no signs of slowing down. So we'll have it for you coming up at 6 o'clock. Are we doing the... Uh, are we are we picking up all the home radio broadcasts, or or what is it? Uh, see,
1: that's what I know. We, we we had Michigan and Espo there for Game 2. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Because like, uh, I know in years past, they had a dedicated uh, Sports USA yeah. or something had it going, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, maybe if you get, you know, all of a sudden you get some all hail kale out there and, uh, you know, have Connor McGahee ripping it up on your radio tonight, I'd be down with that. And some of uh, uh, the choo choo train and the, the what was the Josh Manson? Man manson man, you're the man. Take the helm, Darren. Take the helm, that sort of thing. JT Comfort. 877 goals. Seven goals now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The choo choo train! Yeah. Man manson Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Andre the Giant again! Now if they score tonight, I don't know the Tampa would be giving them that kind of a reception. Crowd probably going to be more hyped up for Lightning game. It's the Juice skin again. And it was sad Michigan. Right? Like we had some sad Dave Michigan. Did Left you Point s- tapes? Oh, go ahead. Right circle ranting. Shoots, Shoot kicks they made scoring the rebound. Last on Burkowski. Oh, and that geez. was three Now did you say we have a uh Mm-hmm. A montage? And now it's three 0 a, a a an Espo montage? Is that what uh, you led me to believe?
1: Do you know, uh, you you know Kyle Lauderdale?
0: I do know Kyle Lauderdale.
1: Kyle Lauderdale was running the board for uh, the game over the weekend, mm-hmm. and he's come up with a little compilation. I'd love to hear it. Well, you're in luck. It was not even close. It seemed to me our defenseman wasn't even close. A quick shot. Yeah. And there was nobody around him. Nobody. The fly. McDonough cuts in front. Shot it over the net. He miss. had an open look in the slot. Randon golfs it out to Eric Johnson. McKinnon speeds on the right wing. Cross the line to the Come right circle. Up. Shoot. Save made oh. Vasilevsky. Rebound grabbed by McCarthy. right circle. Left circle on McKinnon. He staves a left point shot. Deflects Golly. over the net. Rebound Randon right circle. Mika Randon squeezes free in the slot. Gets checked. And McDonough has it.
2: I have no idea right now what's going on. That's all I know
1: Stampkos goes in front of that and Devontae's literally hooked him, and almost to a point of a spear. And they just showed it on the replay on the thing. Ran into a strip by turnout That would have been a two-on-one for the Lightning. Oh, now Stampkos to McDonough and escapes, so it works as a dump-in, but no possession for the Lightning. <laughs> stationary. Everybody yeah. was stationary. Nobody's moving.
0: Headman under the rush.
1: Is this the Tempe lightning team that we've been oh, yeah, watching. They look completely flummoxed. <laughs> I think you have to credit Colorado for the yes, pace. No doubt about it. Belmont tees it up. Shoots. Nah, Blocked in front. Pushed it up. It's got to do it. Perry left corner. Left point Belmar. The abs get a power play out of this. You're kidding That's baloney. This one is baloney. Plot. Oh, a little pass oh, by that. Stolen. Shot score.
2: Nachushkin.
0: That is just <laughs> tremendous. And what's great is that you could probably do that for most of the Lightning games.
1: Oh, every single one. I'd Especially li- if they're losing.
0: Now, not making fun. You know, Phil's an old guy. Not having fun at his expense. But he is on the radio. And that is some quality humor. <laughs> not to be mistaken with unfunny stuff. That's funny stuff. They showed the replay on the thing.
1: They showed the replay <laughs> on the thing. So That's good. baloney. That's baloney. Baloney. That's, That's baloney. Dude.
0: Yep. Buddy. The fly, McDonough cuts in front. Shot it over the net. He had an open work in the slot. Darn it. <laughs> darn it. darn it. He had an open work in the Darn it. Ah uh, had well, an open look in the slot.
1: Randon golfs it out to Eric Johnson. McKinnon speeds on the right wing, crosses the blind to the Puts right circle, shoots. Save made oh. Vasilevsky. Uh, she- by Vasilevsky. Dropped by McCarr. the right so <laughs> he's
0: just at his wits end. See, now I love that they're keeping his mic wide open. Oh yeah, right. Because Orton, maybe if you have a color guy who is that into it and just is talking, maybe you cut his mic and just turn it up but i guess he's a hall of famer he's one of the, you know he's unbelievable hockey player legendary tampa uh, tampa might not have hockey without him there that's right
2: i have no idea right now what's going on that's all i know
1: stamp goes in front of that and Devontae's literally
2: hooked him and almost to his point of a spear
0: i have no idea right now and that's all i know That's all I know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll break. Come back Gives with me uh, what you want to talk about. Vibes of.
1: I know for a fact. I'm just guessing also, really.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Sounds like this show. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Guests on the program join us on the hotline. It's brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner. For every dollar you spend, you earn points towards free pizza. With their rewards program, it's Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. Mm Mm-hmm. Good, Eric Francis, coming up today. 12 noon. Francis going uh, solo for the full hour. Brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bread racing back at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino every Tuesday and Saturday post-time 2.15 p.m. You can visit uh, HPIbet.com. hpi dot for more. You ever done the uh, ponies? Have I asked you this? You ever gone and done the... Uh... Of it's century? Yeah, or or just in general. Have you gone to, uh, to the track? Yep. Put down some dough? Yep. Been a big winner?
1: Yep. Love it. It is great. Yeah, we went up to... Um... Century for the big fancy event that they throw, where everyone wears oh, yeah. their their big special suits and the big hats, hats, and and everyone smokes and yells and
0: all that type of stuff. It's a lot of fun. I feel like there's a lot of smoking and yelling at a lot of the things you take in. There's a lot of people and yeah, okay, suits and smoking fair. and not always suits. yelling. Yeah, pantsuits, jumpsuits, sweat suits, track suits. Yeah. Uh, sounds as though. No Braden Point or Vasilevsky. Now, Vasilevsky probably, uh, you know, rest up, son. Maybe slept in. But there is, uh, there is some thought that maybe Point won't be able to go as Corey Perry's taking his spot on the top power play. Ooh. Hard to say. Could be subterfuge. It is morning distraction, skate. But it is morning skate. And we know that Point was going
1: through a pretty serious injury. Yeah. One of those things where you wonder hmm, what it takes for him to just even get ready, perhaps. And is it worth it for the morning skate when we're just going to have to uh, basically do all this over this whole
0: rigmarole again in a handful of hours? Probably not. I've talked to plenty, Well, I've talked to one uh, mm-hmm. former NHLer who really doesn't doesn't see any need for it. Let him rest. Let him stay, do If you want to, whatever. Send a, send two guys that aren't playing to go talk to the media. Whatever you got to do. Let everybody else rest. You're in round four. Get some sleep. At least that's what this guy told me and he'd never be one to cut corners
1: no he was a uh, hard-nosed you know do sure it by was. the book
0: yeah sure he was yeah uh tomorrow on the show friendship tuesdays as i sit here today at the time that it is live i believe we're three for three tomorrow for Whoa. friendship tuesdays i have not heard anything to the contrary from either Stephen Brunt, mm-hmm. Frank Saravalli, yep. or Adnan Verk that they'll be unavailable tomorrow. It's the been trifecta. A while.
1: Yeah. First time in two, three weeks, I think we've had the... The dream team. The connected That's all right. Friendship Tuesday. I do love a good Friendship Tuesday boom. You know me.
0: We may have jinxed it. Coulda? But... Because, <laughs> t- I mean, Frank... they got Adnan, Adnan even baseball. Tinder will be back. Yeah. Frank's wow. not... Well, I don't even think Frank is there. Um, I thought I saw a photo, although he can... It's in, it's the US. In, like to fly in the US, it costs nine dollars, and you can do it like that. Yeah, for him it takes to fly like for
1: 30 seconds.
0: To fly from Philly to Tampa, he could have done it twice already this morning. So that'd be easy. So there's no travel potentially for Frank. Brunt has already done his traveling. He's out in Newfoundland. So unless we have some technical difficulties, we should be good to talk to Steve. And plus he gets the what, four hours extra to sleep in. No problem there. And for Virk. He's usually reliable, but boy, you just don't know. Mm. He'll get tapped on the shoulder. Hey, we need you to go and do some Milwaukee Brewer <laughs> baseball tonight. Can you go right now? Please get on a plane. So we'll see. He's my, I worry about him the most out of the three. Also, really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Coming off of Father's Day,
0: maybe a bit, a bit worn out, perhaps. Do fathers get worn out? I thought they relax I don't know. on do, Father's
1: do Day. Do they? I have no idea. What is it like?
0: I guess it's whatever they want to do. Maybe if you're all active and into doing stuff, maybe you do go out and do a bunch of stuff. But I feel like Father's Day is about doing stuff for Dad, so he doesn't have to do it.
1: So you went out for dinner. Yeah. What else did you do? Chores? errands. I woke up.
0: I actually woke up. I uh, couldn't sleep. Woke up, went back, and I hadn't actually watched the Stampeder game. It was PVR'd, Mm. uh, so I watched that.
1: I did it the alternate
0: way. I watched the hockey game the next day. All right. There you go. So yeah, did uh, did the stamps game in the morning, and then it was oh, hey, I uh, had fun, and then had breakfast, which was nice, and then I went back. Feast, it was good. Yeah, fruit with a delicious fruit dip. Oh, mm. ding, 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 so good. Maybe all that fruit that's contributing to my the the situation. creaks and groans that are coming from over there. Yes. Anyway, the old uh, horn section in the back row. Yeah, and then had a little nap. Got up.
1: Oh, little Sunday nap. I had
0: a gate situation in my yard that i had to rectify
1: oh see there's always one erin that dad's got to work on
0: yeah we figured it out got it all figured out
1: Was a latch
0: yeah hinge
1: oh a hinge situation yeah,
0: hinges yeah mm. not good nice anyway yeah. and then went out for dinner and then came home and uh Whew. didn't do whole just a whole lot of laying Fat. around groaning moaning that sort of thing mm. uh l- let's do this because now we got sports net today yeah sure after uh, 9 o'clock. Yeah, I heard about it. Anything uh, you want to tee up?
1: Got a couple of banger interviews with uh, Kamar Jordan and Titus Wall that I was able to secure there you go. on Sunday. First yesterday. here.
0: That's, these are exclusive. exclusive. Exclusive one-on-ones. Exclusive chats. Nowhere else will you hear Matt Rose talk to Titus Wall. Unless, Nowhere else.
1: Unless Pat plays it later in the day.
0: But not. But to this point?
1: But to this point.
0: Less Somebody's
1: gonna be hearing it for the first time either way. Yeah, you're That's right. That's a great point by you. Yeah, solid.
0: But right now, time for what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Do you own a pharmacy? Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates. Visit CalgaryLockandsafe.com. Want, so, what,
1: so, what boat. so what, so what so what you want?
0: 96960. uh so Tampa didn't try in games one or two. You'll see the real lightning now. Made Avs will have no chance, won't be able to keep up with Tampa's speed. Uh, I don't think it's that they didn't try. You may well see the real lightning. You may. They may show up tonight and get a win. I don't think that's crazy to think. But the Avs having no chance to keep up with Tampa's speed, I don't think the Avs would have... I think they can skate with pretty much everybody in the league. Dare I say, the world. For them to have no chance with Tampa speed, you're getting silly. And didn't try? Like, <sighs> that's. Yeah. I... <laughs> hey, Bro. Maddie. Yo. Was that really a horse collar tackle on your relative Mike Rose?
1: um my cousin fourth removed uh i believe that someone went back and did read the rule book which is very hard to get a hand on um and found out that yes in fact if you do grab the jersey in that general area it is a horse tackle penalty it isn't the cfl out to get the sam peters
0: i wonder because it's the it's the horse collar yeah and usually if you,
1: you gotta, have the caller you of, gotta really grab it yeah
0: Either, you know what, though? It,
1: it was Jersey, but apparently by the law of the rule, that is still a horse collar tackle.
0: I thought Mike Rose did the best he could. He knew he had it and con- tried his, to, it's happened so fast, tried to compensate as quickly as he could, mm-hmm. but it's also, Dane. That that's an injury waiting to happen. Well,
1: and frankly, it's so. they're lucky that Dane Evans didn't get more hurt in that situation because yeah. he kind of got all, his legs got all tangled up His yeah, he Rose was, he got, was fell on top of him and Came out of there hopping. The old quarterback who wants to stay in, so he's hopping back to the huddle. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. One leg here only, but yeah, don't worry about me. No problem.
0: Uh, suggesting that a team is not trying in the final is just ludicrous. Block that person. I'm not going to block them. It's just that's their opinion. Well, there's a lot of people calling for the block. Yeah, I know. Block that idiot. Abs are by far the fastest team in the league. What an idiot. Two idiots in there. Come on now. Be nice. Um, Boomer, stationary, 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 nobody was moving, signed ESPO. There is that. Hey, Maddie, did you eat any ham this weekend? If so, how are the headworms? <laughs> is that what it was? Is that what led no, to the head? No, it was, wasn't it? It was pork.
1: Something eating pork. raw bacon, bacon that oh, led yeah. to yeah, eating- E. coli, and then they grew worms in their skull. Ush. Uh, The answer is no. I did have some bacon in a breakfast sandwich. But I Did made sure cook that, it? That, that that sucker was cooked. Listen,
0: we don't need big pork coming down on us. The other white meat. As <laughs> Put that been, on your fork. Right? Yeah. I love pork. You're going to want to cook it. Pork doesn't love me. You're going to want to cook it. Gosh darn headworms, man. With no vested interest in this series, seeing Tampa Bay win three cups in a row would be amazing. But what we are actually seeing with Colorado is amazing. Yeah, it's quite a roll to be 14-2. Uh, and two. I have that number. Since 1987, prior to 87, round one was a best of five. 88, best of sevens all the way through. Mm-hmm. Only one team has gone on to win the cup with fewer than four losses. And it was the Oilers in 88, 16, and 2. So if the Avs can win two more, obviously they can match that. But they got a little wiggle room there, too, between four being the next lowest. Oof. Domination. The nation of domination. Yeah. Um, Boys, I need a place to live, <laughs> preferably around 600 a month, all utilities included. The Jeej isn't doing it for me. So uh, Fella is looking for a place to stay. If you can... Uh, the G. If you can if you can help him out for about six hundo, um give him a call. <laughs> Might be a roommate with somebody. Not sure how we'd uh pick that up, but uh, you know. Does he I'll want see. us to just give his number out? It's uh
1: it's a Sasky area code. <laughs> so is that
0: Riley? <laughs> Riley, are you looking for a place to live? No, see here you know what? Here's it's that text the guy sent it back in. Yeah. I'm not talking about raw pork. I don't need I don't need pig pork producers driving down here and and standing outside the station picketing and getting all hot and bothered about it I love pork just cook it it's tough though with like with pork chops depending on how thick they are um you overcook them it's awfully dry you yeah for shingles you need sauce at that point and heaps of it that uh, dude's trying to double back, saying it was sarcasm in your text. Uh, hey, Boam. Yep. Wife went above and beyond for Father's Day dinner, served up rack of lamb potato salad from our boys at Bon Ton. Oh, Delicious. Zing. While we're at it, mm-hmm. I'm glad he brought this up. What's up? Congrats to Greg Keller. Shout out, Greg. What's up? Well, if you'd just hang on, I'd tell you. I'm just being a good hype man. <sighs> You're being a good pinder right now. Sorry. Uh, congrats going out to Greg Keller. He is our boy Bonton Meat Market, Crowfoot Terrace, became a first-time grandfather on the weekend. Congrats oh! to Greg, you old goat, huh? Old oh boy, Grandpa Greg, pop, pop. Awesome. Everybody's doing great. So congrats to Greg and the family there for adding another little babe to the brood. Oh, great. We love to hear it. Uh, Dude lives in Calgary, hasn't changed his number. That's the thing. You don't need to do that now. You can move wherever you want. Just keep your number. That's 306 dude looking for a uh, a roommate or a something. 600, though. 600? Like, where do you want to live, bro? You got nine roommates? Mm-hmm. Way too many ham texts all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, St- I don't want to go down that path. No, just
0: don't. I don't want to. We were talking earlier about uh, the dude that drank... Was it 40 cans of Coke every day? Oh, so much and then talked about monster energy drinks. The driller on my drilling rig crushes 12 monster energy drinks per 12 hour shift. Brother. Now here's the thing. I want I want the driller. I want you to be alert.
2: I want you to be
0: very thinking clearly, seeing clearly all of that. However, there might be a better way than doing a does, a quick does. Of the energy drinks on your shift, That's
1: so much sugar. Oof. It's so much just.
0: It's a lot. Well, uh, or... It's so many things
1: that have too many syllables in them that I can't pronounce.
0: Yeah, it's. I don't even know if sugar would be at the top of the list in that. It's what. What are these other chemicals in here?
1: Ginseng,
0: and taurine, chlorine, chlorine, taurine. Hey, why is there chlorine? Taurine, T. I don't need big energy drink coming down here either. Yeah, big pork, even, big energy drink, standing outside big, the station. Big bulls. The thing is, they're all
1: owned by Big Soda.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is owned by Big Soda. Even Big Water's owned by Big Soda. Did yeah. You what a world. I'm supposed to golf today at the track. What are my chances given the weather lately? Uh, it's a 60% chance today. They say uh, maybe around 4 o'clock. But it is Calgary. You know, you don't like it. Just wait for an hour Well, that's what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks. It's Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Have you ever loo- used Calgary Lock and Safe? No. This is one of those things. I
1: did. They actually got my keys out of the car one. Oh,
0: man, I'm telling you. I, I'm i trying to remember. It was a few years ago, but I was hooped. Okay. It's like, I don't have the keys. I, I'm hooped. Calgary Lock and Safe showed up. Opened the lock, made another key for the, I don't know how they did it, but they did it. Really? All the. Just right there. Right at your beck and call. The van showed up and they got the whole unit inside there. It's awesome. Really, So truly, if you're, whether it's your house, your car, whatever, if it's, if you've lost your keys or if it's a key thing, Calgary Lock and Safe, they're the best.
1: One time I was getting ready for golf and I was sitting on the trunk of my car and I put my keys beside me and then I got up and closed the trunk. And I closed the keys in the trunk. Yeah, yeah, and I had to do that. Yeah. I should
0: have gone to Calgary Lock and Safe. Don't even think about anybody else. Foolish. Calgary Lock and save. Um, Like, why do people always say, wow, that's a lot of sugar? Who freaking cares? Anybody dying lately from sugar overdoses? Just get it in you. Uh, it's a rough take because I think bad uh, advice no it's terrible advice (laughs) I mean sugar leaves the the, the diabetes and I dare say uh, unfortunately yes anybody dying
1: lately from sugar like I don't think that's the term that they use but the answer is yes it's yes it's not so much they die from from it a lot
0: yeah sugar's a big problem. come on buddy don't just get it up who freaking cares (laughs) cook your ham by using two cans of 7-Up to separate some of the salt so your ham is never too salty Hmm. I have used the, uh, I've used root beer or Dr. Pepper with a, uh, with pulled pork. Get your pork, uh, your shoulder, your pork, uh, your pork butt. You put in the, uh, the slow cooker or whatever. Put some, uh, mm-hmm. the dock in there.
1: Yeah. My pops used to do a beer can chicken where you throw a can of beer up
0: in the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Cook it on the barbecue make it nice and good. Uh, physician, physician texting in, it's not the sugar, it's the caffeine that'll kill you. Great, great, great. See, I could. I feel like I'm okay kicking the sugar. I. What am I? I now we got to worry about caffeine too. I get up at three every day. What the oh my! F- am I supposed to do? Ah, for. Friendship Tuesday coming up tomorrow. Sportsnet today with Maddie. The exclusive Matt Rose Titus Wall one on one. You've been waiting your whole life for. Just moments away. I'm Have a sinful sip of coffee here. Do it. See you tomorrow, buddies.